0: Welcome back. Welcome in. This is the Third Degree Podcast. I am your host of the week, Justin. I am here, as always, with my two, my two main amigos, Dylan and Rob. Uh, we were off for a week, a brief hiatus. Um, I was at the beach. Dylan's in Boston. Rob's slaving away at work. But with time off comes great things. We've been teasing this for a few weeks. Um, Dylan's plugged it tease it to the listeners um we wanted to bring a special guest on talk about something we don't always talk about with fantasy football um someone that we all follow we all get advice from from our favorite fantasy platform fantasy pros we have with us today josh Lefko. josh how's it going man
1: hey justin thanks for having me rob dylan you know again thanks guys for having me um i know this was a long time coming but uh you know i'm glad we finally made it work and i'm you know Super, super appreciative of you guys for having me on.
0: Yeah, man, absolutely. We appreciate you taking the time to come and chat with us. And to kind of, like I said, we don't always talk about fantasy football, but we know our listeners, they love football. And if you love football, you're probably playing fantasy. So who better to talk to than, you know, like I said, someone that works for my go-to platform and I believe Rob and Dylan's go-to platform too, of course. So let's just jump right into it, man. It's the weird season. It's what I call the dead season of sports. Basketball is wrapping up. Baseball's, you know, middle of their season. Football's seemingly long gone, but it is some people's favorite season because it's dynasty draft season. It's rookie draft season. We're getting close to best ball season, mini camps, all that fun stuff. So what I want to start talking about is – my actual favorite time of year and that's the draft and the rookies that obviously come from that draft and how that implicates our fantasy teams so this draft was fun there's a lot of high-end receiver potential i thought the running backs were a little bit down but there's a lot of talent scattered throughout this draft so in your opinion who do you like a lot as not the main guys not the obvious picks the high-end dudes but who are you liking late round value wise in dynasty
1: it's a great question, and you know, and I agree. This is you know the rookie rookie drafts are some of the most fun part of of dynasty. Just you know the trades and just kind of being able to um, you know plug some holes in your roster that you might have. Um, so yeah, you know, for me, um, at you know, I always I always try to find kind of guys who probably. Would have higher, you know, ADP average draft positions, but maybe, you know, they have an injury or maybe people don't like their landing spot. So for me, um, a guy who's going around like end or middle to end of the second is John Mechie. So, you know, Mechie was at Bama. Um, you know, he has the, uh, you know, he has a SEC pedigree. He's, you know, he's proven he's, has the skill to be, you know, a uh, productive receiver on a you know good offense. You know, obviously the ACL injury, um, you know, slowed him down, but it, it's it appears that he's probably on track to play Week One. And you know, the Texans, you know, Brandon Cooks obviously the wide receiver one there, but you know they kind of have a wide open um, receiver room, and I think they're going to have to throw the ball a lot this year, so. You know, if if he can get on the field, um, you know, week one, you know, maybe by midseason, you know, Mechie can, you know, have people who drafted him, you know, at the end of the second and rookie drafts, uh, you know, have them feeling really good about that pick.
0: Yeah, I like that a lot. I like I think we were all pretty high on Mechie. Um, obviously, Davis Mills hurt owner when he, right
2: here—that's good news. Yeah,
0: a proud Davis Mills owner. Down
2: there. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's the backup, but you know, still, still showing some love.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. But yeah, we were all really high on Mechie. I think the injury definitely put him in a weird spot. But like you said, ADP wise, it's tough to beat the value, man. There's a lot of sneaky receivers in that like mid to late second round that I think could really make some noise too, which is exciting. What about what do you think about running back wise? Like I said, getting into the segment, running backs weird this year. Obviously, none in the first round. Two going in the I believe two going in the second round. I don't know if there was a third that went, but in some people didn't love the landing spots. Like they critiqued the jet spot, which I didn't get with Brees Hall. They critiqued the Seattle landing spot because of the Rashad Penny hype train. But are there guys outside of the I guess consensus top two that you're looking to grab in most of your dynasty leagues.
1: So for me, you know, Rashad white is my guy. Um, you know, I think white has that just prototypical kind of three down running back uh, uh, skill set. You know, he was great receiver. He's a big guy. He's got speed. Um, he can, he could pass block. Um, you know, he, He's been comp to David Johnson, and uh, you know he's got he was drafted in the third round, so he he's got a lot of uh, you know he checked a lot of boxes that you know I like for um, running backs. Obviously, Fournette is the guy. Um, Fournette's been great. He'll continue to be the guy in Tampa, but you know White will have a role as a pass catching running back this year. Um, I'm not sure how big, but. Anything were to happen to Fournette, you know, White's value would skyrocket and he would potentially be a top 12 uh you know running back in seasonal leagues.
0: Yeah, I like that a lot too. Um, I'm I'm a Fournette owner, unfortunately and fortunately. He had a pretty solid season last year, but I don't think Fournette's time in Tampa is necessarily long term. So to grab somebody on a solid franchise. You know, it's it's always the right move. It's a good stash, and it's a good opportunity to have immediate impact too, like you were describing.
3: Now, what so about what, you, what about Ronald Jones? Jones. Is, sorry, is Ronald no, Jones still Ro, there?
1: Rojo's in Kansas City now. Yep, Just so okay. yeah, so Rojo's in Kansas City, which you know, I mean, sucks for Clyde. Doug, yeah, but you know, Clyde, um, Clyde kind of got. Uh, you know the a bad hand last year uh, <laughs> gallbladder surgery and dropped down to like 160 pounds so um oh, i actually wow. just i i had sold all my ceh shares in dynasty but i had just actually bought back in um for very very low so um yeah you know people are really out on him so you know i i don't know about how well he'll do but um he's he's actually a guy in dynasty who if you could buy low, it's pretty, um, you know, there's some pretty nice upside.
3: You guys taking that chance, Justin, after last season, a lot of people burned by Edwards, the layer, man. A lot of people. I mean, burned. I, I'm one
1: this of guy those guys paid like
3: $6 million. For yeah. It.
2: I'm, I'm benefiting. I picked him up in our free agent draft. I'm, I'm definitely yeah. benefiting by, from that. And I, and I was the one who traded for cam Akers as well. So, oh. I, so I feel as though I, I, went ahead and, you know, bought low on two running backs that a lot of people are out on and just a. Uh, you know, just to say,
1: yeah, I mean, that's I mean, what that's not? what you got to do with running backs and dynasty. You know, people can turn on them really quickly.
2: Yeah. And I think the
0: thing with Clyde is I was talking to my my other friend about this while we were at the beach. It's crazy because like as soon as he went to Kansas City in a lot of rankings, it was like, boom, he's the RB one in, in uh, dynasty or not in rookie drafts, I should say. Because of his landing spot. And obviously his productivity at LSU was huge. He was catching balls. He was doing everything. But it was weird. Because how how heavy does landing spot mean for a guy when Jonathan Taylor had a good landing spot too? Jonathan Taylor was who he was in college. He was great. But people just really drew to Clyde because he was in Kansas City. And they just haven't used him. They haven't used him properly. They've always found a cop out of who to throw the ball to when he showed he's capable of doing it. So Clyde's in a weird spot. I'd buy low. I would buy low. I would not pay eight million like I did in our startup draft. Um, panic moves, man. Panic moves when you need a running back. But that's also why I had the first pick in the draft. So yeah, <laughs> that explains a lot. And it tell explains Josh how a lot. Well you
3: did. There you go. Hey,
0: I I won week one. <laughs> I just yeah. lost every other yeah. week. It's hey, it shit but, happens, hey, man. I had yeah, a rough yeah, season. It
1: happens, but hey. There's a new season coming, so you know. Hey, exactly. Exactly. But we're we're talking buy lows.
0: And I wanted to kind of talk about this later, but we're already here. Who who else are you buying low? I think there's a lot of guys that people are kind of turning away from. They're not loving quite as much, but I think they have a lot of opportunity for that low ADP.
1: Who who are you targeting outside of Clyde? Hmm. That's a great question. Um so I would I would say, um, one of my bigger targets, um, that, you know, that's cheap, um, at, you know, for start in the startup and probably to trade. Um, and that's, uh, for me, that's Jacoby Myers, you know, um, I think obviously Patriots offense is kind of hard to predict, um, especially when they haven't named, uh, offensive coordinator and, uh, and they probably I won't, won't. um, so uh, yeah. predicting the Patriots offense year to year is always tough. But I, I, like, I like what I've seen with Myers. I've like, I like how he is with Mac Jones. Again, I like looking for, you know, open wide receiver rooms um, and guys who've produced in the past. And, you know, Jacoby is coming off 100-plus targets. Um, didn't score many touchdowns, so, you know, hopefully positive. Uh, touchdowns are coming in his uh, favor so I think I I drafted him in like the 17th round in the startup recently so again there's like no risk with a guy like him and you could probably you know depending on the manager in your league you know a a third round pick might do it but you know some some people are kind of higher on him than others so you know it's hard to kind of gauge that but yeah, he's kind of a by-low, um, you know, late round wide receiver who can have that, you know, maybe wide receiver two potential.
3: I'm a big Myers fan. I like I like that pick, Josh. I, I do want to ask you while we're here on the Patriots and talking about Mac Jones and some of the quarterbacks, are you a Mac Jones believer for fantasy and real life? Like, do you think that what we saw? Is the ceiling, or do you think what we saw is more of the floor for Mac Jones? How do you see him turning out in year two?
1: Well, for for real life, you know, I think he's uh, he's got that kind of natural leader instincts. Um, I think he's going to be successful. For fantasy, I okay. think his floor, you know, that might have been kind of where we see the ceiling. His floor is kind of, you know, Matt, Kirk, cousin, Matt Ryan. Kind of tier, even though they've produced, you know, some nice fantasy seasons, which I think Mac Jones could, you know, I think he might have some, you know, QB1, you know, low end QB1 seasons, you know, maybe like 10 or 11. But, um, you know, that his uh, lack of rushing upside, I don't think will ever really propel him to, you know, top, you know, five, top, you know, elite status. But again, you know, he's pretty, um, reasonably priced in like, you know, super flex leagues. Um so, you know, I I have a Mac Jones share in dynasty. I drafted him um with the 11th pick in the first round that. in a super <laughs> flex league. Um as my QB3. So, um I have Josh Allen nice. and Matt Stafford. Not a yeah, bad. Yeah, so yeah, so not not a bad. Right. Three. So as a, you know, QB3, wow, it makes room. me feel really comfortable. QB2 is, you know, decent, but you know, I wouldn't want him as like my number one quarterback
3: i'm trying to get yeah. these guys to switch to a uh, super flex i'm working on super,
1: it super flex <laughs> is great you know you kind of just have to it, it, you it have is. to just dive into it, it and um you know my first super flex league i was like oh i'm gonna just fade quarterbacks and just you know draft all these running backs <laughs> and then i was like oh great i have to draft teddy bridgewater like in the eighth round and it's just like yeah it 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 really changes yeah. your pers- you know your perspective on just draft strategy and quarterbacks in general.
0: Yeah. But yeah. what Rob's not telling you is this current league, a one team, none of ours, but this team has like six quarterbacks. <laughs> we do auction drafts. So they all have like four yeah. year contracts, the monetary value, all that jazz. And this dude, who did he has? Kyler Murray. I was going to say Kyler, Brady. I think
2: Brady. And I think at one point, I think it, no, I th- Actually, yeah, Lamar? I think those are the – He, Patrick, he, has a, he had someone else Mahomes. that was just like, It's just kind of like – Mahomes. Yeah, that's, what, that's yeah. what it was, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And, and, you know, I wouldn't mind, you know, the super flex. But, you know, now that we're not, you know, he has incredible trade assets that he's just kind of just sticking with. And it's just uh, – Josh, it's one of those people in the league where, uh, you know, you always have that one where it's just kind of like, oh, well, I'll just kind of just stack up on so-and-so. I don't really necessarily care about filling out a roster. I just want big names and hopefully that can just <laughs> – work out yeah no it it, it rarely it it,
1: really works out
2: (laughs) well it's beneficial if you just do all that when you do fill out a roster and you just have a bunch of questions it's a whole other issue when you just start landing good players in the same position because you can there's only one (laughs) quarterback it doesn't matter how many good (laughs) receivers and running backs you have hell you can have two good tight ends I mean there was a time where I would try to rack up or try to actually draft like a top two or even like another top seven tight end just to have that advantage amongst my league mates. But, yeah, man, like they're drafting or they're, I guess, buying these big-name quarterbacks. And, again, there's only one start starting slot for that. And it's it's pretty hilarious. To yeah, watch I feel that like that story.
1: happens like in my, you know, like home league uh, redraft league every year where someone – draft like a couple quarterbacks and be like oh I'm, I'll trade them I'll you know I'll trade them and they never and they, <laughs> and never, they do. never do classic line
2: it, you're yeah. right man and they have a viable asset that can get them a good ROI but they literally just let them sit on the bench and they just have that that mind kind of guess or that mind tug of war is like well do I start him do I start him do I start him do yep. I start him I do I start that. him yeah. me too i <laughs> no, hate that no,
1: shit it, man it creates a, a, <laughs> a problem you know for yourself but speaking speaking
0: of quarterbacks this is one of my favorite topics with people who maybe aren't as well versed in fantasy because everyone has different draft approaches right you got your your guys who will be like i need the draft You know Lamar Jackson in the third round, which I find insane. I've seen it. I've seen it countless times. But where? How do you value quarterbacks in like a redraft situation? Not so much dynasty, but like you, you obviously have your tiers. Like, are you going for the Lamar's, the Patrick Mahomes, like that tier? Are you looking for the the buy low guy that year that you could see having a top ten year? Like Jalen Hurts last year was a great buy low round probably closer to 10 in a redraft situation where you're getting him for cheap. And obviously his rushing upside was massive. It was huge. And it propelled him to at one point he was QB one before he hurt the ankle. So who, who do you tend to go for in those situations? Um,
1: you kind of nailed it. Like the late round quarterback is usually my, my cup of tea. Um, I always try to find uh, a guy who, like you said with Jalen Hurts, you know, great example who, Has rushing upside, who, um, you know, can put up those elite fantasy numbers, and last year, I thought I was right, but I was a year early. But now, this year, I'm more confident um, with my late round QB, and that's Trey Lance. Um, You know, he's my he's my target.
2: Oh boy. Every snap, here Rob. We go. Every yeah. snap <laughs> yeah. Rob. Every snap,
0: Rob. Every snap. We're a very we're pro Trey Lance podcast here. Out of oh, two of yeah. the
3: three it's, of us, it's, he's definitely um. <laughs> uh,
0: you know
1: causes some uh, some arguments amongst friends. Yeah, r- rift, rifted yeah, arguments are but, good, good um, compromise. Yeah. You know, Lance is a guy who I've I've been following for a long time, um, and I just think he really does possess some. Um, some really, really, you know, great ability. He rushing upside is you know through the roof. He's got tons of weapons, um, and you know, my favorite part about him is he's very, very cheap in drafts. I think he's like the quarterback fourteen um, for fantasy pros. So oh. he, again, you know, <laughs> oh there's God. no risk, all reward with that draft pick. Um, so and if if you punt quarterbacks. Man, and Lance is, is sitting there, you know, um, in the later rounds, I would definitely pull the trigger. And, and if he doesn't pan out, then, you know, you're not really at a, at a too bad of a disadvantage because, you know, you probably loaded up on positional talent that you can maybe maybe trade for like a Cousins or something like that. Um, so, yeah, Lance is uh, Lance is my guy this year for sure at quarterback.
0: I, lo- I love to hear that, man. I love to hear that. Do you think Do you think he starts whether Jimmy G is there or not? Because obviously he's still in the roster at this point. And the options for him to be traded to are just dwindling with the rumors that Baker's going to go save the day in Carolina so people <laughs> believe. But
2: Is that why Robbie I, Anderson wanted to retire?
1: I, I think so. That's <laughs> a good chance. But
2: <laughs> well, he deleted that tweet pretty quickly. He probably got word that uh, – Ma- and can we all agree that Matt Rule just looks like he can't wait to get fired? Like he just he he is just waiting on that phone call from Dave Tepper and just yeah, like you seriously. know what? Thank God, thank you for the sixty million. <laughs> yep. I'll go back to college. I don't even care. I'll take Robbie Anderson to be my wide receivers coach. I just don't care anymore. And, but yeah, it's it's, it's probably why. I'm, oh my God, Baker yeah, Mayfield I'm, be the
1: savior
2: yeah, in I don't know why they don't trade Christian McCaffrey. I really don't know why. I think they've really missed their window to yeah, do Yeah, so I don't as well.
1: know how uh you know, there's rumors I don't know how true they even were if if they were shopping him or not for a quarterback. Um but yeah, they're they're in a they're in a bad, bad spot that that Panthers team. Um you know, I thought when they passed on uh on Justin Fields, you know, I thought that was a huge mistake. Huge mistake. Um Yep. So I agree. We'll see. You know, I don't think Baker is the answer at all. Um I actually would prefer, you know, I think I would prefer Jimmy G, honestly, over Baker. Um
3: I was just about to ask you that, Josh. That's my favorite yeah, you question know, for you know, people.
1: Garoppolo, you just he's it. not, you know, the flashiest quarterback. Um, but you know, he's some some quarterbacks just have a uh that natural leadership quality that you really can't you uh, can't put like a finger on it. I think Jimmy G does have that. Um, And I, and I don't know if Baker does because, you know, there's, there's never been a great kind of great moment in, in Cleveland for Baker. So, um, yeah, I would, I would prefer Jimmy G over Baker, but I don't, I don't think Jimmy G takes a single snap as a starter for the San Francisco, uh, 49ers. I think it's Trey Lance's team. Um, and I think kind of every, uh, you know, report, any, any kind of beat writer tweet that I've seen has kind of said the same thing, that, that it's Trey Lance's team and, you know, Jimmy G is rehabbing. Um, once he kind of gets uh, gets healthy, I think they'll, you know, they'll trade him, but that might take some time, so... Uh, I'm confident Lance will be the starter for you know the whole season.
2: Every snap, Rob.
1: <laughs> but
0: we're we're talking about guys moving teams, and I think this offseason, apart from the draft, there was so much movement, so many guys going to different teams, especially real life teams. fantasy. It it was crazy. I think every day was, you know, every hour on the hour was breaking news. It it was nuts. Now, of those moves, who do you think makes the quickest impact? fantasy wise, because we've seen in the past, just because you're a top guy, you go to a new team. It does not mean you're immediately the same player you were when your old team. So who do you think is going to go to, you know, their new team week one and just be who they love that
1: immediately? I love that question. And I've definitely been thinking about that. Um, And, you know, I think it's going to be, and it might be a little, I'm a little biased because he's one of my favorite players. In the league, but I think you know AJ Brown with Jalen Hurts is going to go absolutely insane. I think I could see him going off for like you know, you know, like seven receptions, 150 yards, and two touchdowns, something crazy like that. Um, I think I, I could honestly I could see AJ Brown finishing as like top three receiver this year. Um, he's got obviously got the talent. Um, I think the Eagles are going to be completely different. I do think Jalen is going to be, you know, he'll still rush the ball a lot. He still will have that um, upside. But, you know, getting an elite wide receiver like A.J. Brown, you know, tells me that this team is going to be um, throwing it more. I think they'll be more efficient. I think they'll score a lot of touchdowns. I think, you know, it hurts for me to say, but I think the Eagles are going to be really good this year. Oh, they're gonna—they're the division yeah. favorites
2: in my opinion. I love they have the better man. weapons than yeah. uh, Dallas, and you know, obviously, there's uh, the rift between the Commanders and then the Giants <laughs> are just the Giants. So yeah, the Eagles should be in primed position to win. Yeah, position, I agree, hands down.
0: Took that bet. Took that bet in February Nicely. to win the NFC East. But nice. Rob and I, we we love to hear that take because you, what you probably didn't know is we're both huge <laughs> Eagles fans. Oh, already told I'm, I Oh, you did? Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, you're I, pre-empted I, 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 then.
2: I gave I'm Josh the, biggest, the rundown on you people.
0: Biggest A.J. Brown truther in this pod, at least. I love A.J. Brown so much. In draft night, when they traded for
1: him, I I think my wife <laughs> thought I was going to have a stroke. I could,
0: I could was, not believe it. It was something
1: I, to behold. I was, uh, I was traveling, so I was listening on the radio, and they were just so casual with the news. And I was just like, what is going on? I cannot believe this. It was just like so fast, and I was just like,
2: what? "Well, hell, they probably tried to to yeah, keep up with the other trades right? that were happening as well. well."
0: Yeah, it was it was a crazy night because I I wanted Jamison Williams more than anything. I wanted him so bad. That obviously, the Lions jump from the back of the draft and get him, and I was heartbroken. Rob was heartbroken. We're all upset, and then obviously the AJ Brown news comes across my TV and I think I, <laughs> I think I about lost 10 years off my life. Yeah, no, that was you know, a <laughs>
1: um, fantastic, fantastic move. Um, and I think, you know, it kind of reassures that, you know, Jalen, you know, they're confident in Jalen this year. And I, and I think even, you know, at least from a dynasty perspective, I think, you know, he'll be the quarterback next year at the very minimum.
0: Yeah, I, I think he has to be. I really – I don't think they have much choice. I think if he shows any sort of growth this year, he's going to be in a good spot um, in terms of where he'll be Definitely. for the next few seasons. But I want to ask Dylan and Rob, who who do you like as a, you know, a person who's gone to a new team and has an immediate impact that's not named A.J. Brown? Because we all know he's going to do awesome. Uh, but I, we haven't talked about that much as ourselves. Who do you guys think? Does, it can just be quick too. It doesn't have to be a, something we dwell on.
2: Mine, hands down, is going to be Devontae Adams with Derek Carr. Him going to the Raiders, I think that's uh, not only good for business, that's good for Devontae, that's good for Derek Carr, and that's good for the all-around entertainment for that division. And that's just me.
3: Um, I mean, that was, that was a good pick. That's probably one of the best. Off the top of the head, without me thinking about it too much, I'd probably – As much as I hate on this man and his dances, I I send you clips of him all the time. Justin can't stand him. I think (laughs) Juju has a chance to really uh, impress in Kansas City. I think with a quarterback like Mahomes, after catching just dog shit from Roethlisberger for the past couple of years, um, you know, the ceiling's up here now. He's got nothing to lose. Tyreek's gone. He really has a chance to kind of, you know, kind of be that that second or third option for Mahomes, So I'm kind of interested to see what Juju does in Kansas city when he's not dancing.
0: Great picks. I I like all of them. I like them all. And one dude, I kind of sneaky like is, I mean, it's not even that sneaky. I don't know what's sneaky and what's not nowadays, Mm -hmm. but I like Robert Woods in Tennessee. I think he's got a lot of opportunity there. Um, I bought really low on him in one of my dynasty leagues. I don't know if it's the league we're all in or not. I can't remember, but I think he's got a lot of potential. Obviously, AJ Brown's gone. Traylon Burks is there, but they need an alpha dog. And why not Robert Woods, man? I, I could see some good things happening there. Cause Tennessee is still going to be a good team, I think. So I'm excited there. I know Dylan's excited being, being from Nashville, the hometown team. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun, man. I'm so excited. All those moves were easily one of my favorite things about this offseason. It was just insane. It was a year like none other with these trades. And, on the topic of trades, we talked about guys you're buying low on earlier. Who are some of the guys that you're hoping people try to come to you and buy from you guys, you want to get off your team guys. You're steering clear of that. You don't like where they're headed. Yeah. One guy in
1: particular who, um, you know, man, I wish, I wish I had traded him before, um, you know, they traded his quarterback was, uh, and, and I love him too. He's been one of my favorite, uh, receivers. He's been so consistent. Um, just a guy I've been in on for a few years and that's Tyler Lockett. Um, it's a shame because I, I, Mm -hmm. I like, like I said, I like Lockett a lot. I think he's really skilled. Um, but you know, that, uh, quarterback situation in Seattle is just too, um, just too ambiguous for me. There's too many, you know, variables working against, um, Lockett. I have a few shares because, you know, um, I've just been high on locket since, you know, since 20, probably like 2018 um, and just kind of to see his value just kind of plummet. Um, you know, it, it's, it's a shame. I've tried to trade him um, in some of the leagues that I have him in and no one will take him, um, you know, and, and I, and I'd rather <laughs> just kind of hold him than sell him for like a, you know, late third or something or late second i should say but um yeah it's 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 been a sad uh turn of events because he, you know there were times where i was probably getting some decent offers for him when he was you know having those big you know explosive weeks um so yeah yeah i
3: mean you don't (laughs) believe in drew lock
1: it's it's Stop. Gino.
0: Right? It's, it's, it's Gino Smith. And I mean, Gino. like, Stop. yeah, mean? I, it's, both
1: of you, it's, this is our guest. It's, it's not, it's not good. Stop. Um, yeah. I, I, I feel bad because Lockett and DK are both, you know, great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're perfectly. great. They're great <laughs> receivers and people invested some, probably some significant, uh, you know, assets or draft capital into both receivers and, in dynasty and they're kind of in a weird kind of limbo area now. Do you think they can get traded away? Like
0: that's obviously was a huge talk with DK and his contract situation. Lock it oh, oh uh, obviously please. costing a hefty amount please. of money. Do you think they could just blow it up and send him off? I mean, it seems like they're in full rebuild, obviously giving up your franchise guy for the past, you know, 10 years or whatever it was doesn't scream. I hey, agree. Like, I, I was
1: really hoping that, uh um, you know, Green Bay or Kansas City grabbed Tyler Lockett. That was kind of my hope. Um, But it is, honestly, like I feel like Seattle's the type of organization who doesn't think they're like rebuilding, um, that they like want to hold on to these guys, um, which would be a shame. You know, I I would love if, um, you know, some team traded for DK and, you know, unleashed him. I would love if Tyler Lockett went to you know, like a uh, uh, with Aaron Rodgers or Mahomes, probably not now, but you know, um, maybe pre-draft. Um, but yeah, even the Ravens, Ravens are just a great. You know, that anywhere, honestly, anywhere but Seattle because because <laughs> right. You can I thank mean, Pete Carroll for that, Josh. You know, just yeah, good the, old the man. The man drafted Pete a running back. <laughs> You know, not that I don't like Kenneth. Not that I don't think Kenneth Walker. Not that I don't think Ken Walker. <laughs> Thank won't you. Be, Thank
2: you for you know, pointing he that out sir. be
1: decent, but you just you just don't make that pick. You just don't. You just don't do it. Um, so that kind of to me, that's like all right. They think maybe they have a decent team. Um, so, and if you know if they're a bad team, which they will be, they'll probably draft a quarterback. Um, in the first round. And again, you know, you never know with rookie quarterbacks. Um, So um, yeah, DK and Tyler Lockett are just in that weird um, spot, but you know, someone with like DK Metcalf, you kind of want to bet on the talent a little bit and you might be able to buy low um, depending on, you know, the league and the, the manager.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. And I think it's a good buy low opportunity you know, for both of those guys, Lockett especially. I feel like Lockett's been the victim of just countless trade offers in every league I've ever been in. For some reason, people own Tyler Lockett and just assume he's going to put up just clunker of weeks, which is weird because he is—he's incredibly talented. Um, but I think this is the year that, unfortunately, yeah, it's it's kind of time to punt on him or just hold and not not have high expectations. To have high expectations for anybody yep, out of no, Seattle, I completely
1: agree. It's tough. It's tough.
0: Um, but what, one last thing I really want to touch on, we talked about rookies, um, it's everybody's fun topic, but let's talk about last year's rookies in the rookies the year before that. So these second and third year players, guys, you know, that we scouted heavily coming into the draft the new landing spots, they now have a year or two under their belt. What's one or two guys that you like a lot that maybe, you know, hasn't been quite there but you see kind of punching through that glass ceiling, punching through and being a stud in That's, fantasy football. I, I love
1: that because I've actually been, you know, thinking about this a lot. Um, and I've kind of been, you know, tweeting about it and kind of hyping him up a little bit. Um, and he, he actually, ha- I mean, he has shown, you know, um, flashes of, of being elite. So I don't, I don't know if it exactly, um, if he exactly qualifies for what you said, but, Um, To me, you know, um, I think DeAndre Swift is going to make just kind of the most sizable impact um, this season because, you know, not a lot of people kind of realize that he was, you know, the RB10 in in fantasy points per game. Um, You know, he he only played 13 games. He plays for the Lions. You know, there's a lot of things kind of – baked and baked against him. You know, a lot of people just have this, um, hatred for lions, running backs. Um, but I think Swift is a different story. You know, he had 78 targets in 13 games last year, which is pretty insane. Um, I think he's got that potential to, um, you know, put up elite numbers. Um, I think the lions will be better than they were last year. I think they'll score more touchdowns. Um, and again, you know, I always like to find guys who have that, you know, pretty decent price tag. And he's currently the RB eight in uh, redraft. So if you can get him at the end of the first, early second as your RB one or even RB two, um, you know, I'm all for it. Uh, to me, kind of Swift is going to be like that Austin Eckler of last year. Um, I think he's got that that range of outcomes well within his grasp.
2: Yeah, Detroit. I, I think we all uh,
1: agree.
2: Uh, the defenses can't load the box on Detroit anymore. Uh, DeAndre Swift's yep. going to have some running room. Justin, you alluded to how Jamison Williams is there uh, now. You know, uh, my guy Amon Ross St. Brown. He's going to take another big step. Uh, my other guy T.J. Hawkinson. He's still there. Detroit's got some playmakers, and they got some. They got some guys, and. The only thing is they just got Jared Goff, but I mean, Jared Goff, it doesn't take much to throw to the running back. And especially with PPR scoring, DeAndre Swift can take a huge jump this year, especially with now that he has more playmakers around him.
1: Yeah, well. no, absolutely. And, and like you said, Goff isn't the I best, DeAndre. Uh, you know, fantasy quarterback, but he's, you know, more than capable of, you know, dumping it off. And, uh, you know, that's all, that's all we want in PPR. Um, so, yeah, you know, I'm I'm all in on Swift this year. He uh apparently like, you know, he's bulked up a little bit. He's looking bigger. Um he's also a Philly guy, so you know, always root for the Philly guys.
0: Oh yeah. I I love the uh the mini camp OTA you know voluntary workout time when you see the tweets like oh player x is <laughs> looks like he's in the best shape of his life and then you got yeah. everybody just like oh just bump him up the draft <laughs> right. he it's just, just went from an eighth like, rounder yeah, to a fifth rounder like ezekiel <laughs>
1: elliott's yep. in the best shape of his life it's like well yeah hell he better be like shit like, <laughs> compared yeah.
0: to compared to last year, I think it's only – I was going to say, up. if
2: you're out of shape for the majority of your NFL career other than your rookie career, yeah. you know, what what's really the best shape in your life? You know, instead of coming yeah. into camp 240, <laughs> you come in like 230? Yeah. Like, I, I don't understand. Yeah. yeah, but, I mean, Tony, Tony Pollard's Pollard. already taken that <laughs> job internally.
0: On Should have. I hope Tony start, yeah, Oh, I he will Pollard. for
2: sure, man. And they and – they, uh,
0: yeah. He, he's incredibly talented. I think just, the, yeah. I don't know, I guess the money talks in that situation. You have to play Zeke, but man, <laughs> it, it's a shame. It's a shame because Pollard is a hell of a player. And I hate to say that as an Eagles fan, I don't wish well. No, never. any Dallas. <laughs> no, player, he, he really is. Pollard's a hell and, of a player, man. You know, he's he, a hell
1: of a player. He's been one of the most uh, efficient explosive running backs in the league. Um, yeah, I mean, Memphis, they, Memphis, they've just put out these incredible, incredible athletes. Um, it's an RB factory. If Pollard just was able to have a, you know, higher, uh, you know, snap share, man, I think he could really do some damage. Even, even if Zeke was the main guy, if it was like a, um, you know, Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler kind of situation, um, you know, back on the Chargers. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, I think, you know, there's a realistic world where Pollard could, you know, average more fantasy points per game than than Zeke.
2: Man, just give him 15 yeah. touches yep. a game. Just give Tony Pollard 15 touches. Let 10 be yep. like running I, the ball and like five catching the ball. And just one of those agree. is going to be a score for sure.
3: Absolutely. Rob, can I ask you one last, last question really quickly? Uh, last, last question. I, we appreciate it. Yeah, last, last question. We know we're taking up a lot of your time here, but I wanted to ask something uh, from a different perspective. I wanted to ask you, how do you think that Devontae Adams going to the Raiders will impact Darren Waller and his fantasy production? Do you think, because that's a lot of targets that Devontae commands. I mean, he commanded what, like 120, 130 in Green Bay. And Waller's been this guy when he's on the field, He he gets the ball. He gets the targets. He's an amazing, amazingly talented player. But if you're somebody who has Darren Waller on their roster, do you kind of want to reevaluate? You know how highly you think of this guy after Devontae is going there? or Do you see this as a positive? for That's both a great of them, question. Um, with this coming um, you know,
1: I I I love Waller. I think he's just one of the best tight ends in the league. And you know, I think um, this is going to be a situation where you know, kind of good players will continue to, to command targets. Um, I think the Raiders are going to be one of the highest passing teams in the league. So I think this is going to be a good thing for both Adams and Waller. Um, You know, I think Adams is still going to get, you know, his heavy amount of targets, but I think Waller will be, you know, he'll still be one of the league leaders and targets for tight ends. Um, I think he'll, you know, He'll have plenty of opportunity. Um and I think Derek Carr will be able to um feed both of them, honestly. So it might it might look, you know, kinda on the surface like, oh, Devontae's gonna completely just eat all the targets, but I think this is gonna be different than, you know, Green Bay. Um I think Derek Carr um he's gonna have a nice season, nice season himself. Um and I think, you know, Waller. Know if you're drafting and you know, Waller's on the board as like the say like the tight end four, I would definitely still pull tight pull that trigger. Um Ooh. you know. Yeah, exactly. Running no, to the no, draft board if at it's that point. to me it's you know, still Kelsey Andrews and then and then Pitts, it's kind of on the up and up. Um so if you're choosing between Waller and Kittle, as much as I love George Kittle, I mean, he's one of my favorite Players of all time um, helped me win a, my home league in 2018. But, uh, you know, Waller, I think, just has that, that higher uh, percentage of targets in his uh, range of outcomes because the offense will be throwing it a lot more
0: yeah I, I i agree i agree the, the raiders offense is gonna be fun man because renfro is there too as much as people love to forget about hunter renfro he had a pretty productive fantasy season last year didn't he finish i got like that
2: wide receiver 10 or higher at the end towards last year like he was the, he was pretty productive yeah it was like a certain number of
0: weeks yeah. yeah a certain number of weeks in a row Wallace, he was really Wallace up was there and,
1: yeah me too i mean renfro yeah. so i'm a, I'm a fan of Renfro. Great and, you know he was great in college um just highly overlooked and, Yep. Yeah, right, his 10 years in college. All 10 um, years that he was there. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> Renfro's another guy who I think um, it's going to have a nice discount because, you know, people are going to think that um, all three of these guys won't be able to operate in the same offense. And I think it's going to be fine. I think all three of them um, are going to have good seasons. I don't think Renfro will, you know, have the same Pro Bowl season, but, you know um, – sure his draft cost is, is relatively low um and i could see him still just kind of having those weeks where he catches you know like 10 passes something you know he's he's a solid player
0: i agree i agree i think he's a sneaky sneaky stash on the roster i've had that man right. since his rookie year it's like a third like a late pick and just had him ever since and it's been great it's worked out in my favor at this point but um, Josh, this makes me want like to said, take uh, Derek
2: Carr late. You know, we talked earlier hey. about you know stacking up on quarterbacks and you know the late quarterback rounds having uh people that just with not only just with rushing upside but just have tremendous weapons around them.
1: He definitely makes is. Derek Carr he's on my list for too. late round quarterbacks as well, especially you know if, if you can get yeah if you can get Devontae early, if you can get Devonte Adams early, um, stacking stacking them up with Carr ooh, is a nice, stack, uh, that stack ooh. is a nice strategy for sure. That connection oh, goes right.
2: back all the way back to Fresno State, everybody.
0: Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> Josh, that was the last, last, last question. Um, so, like we said earlier, man, we appreciate you coming on. Um, I felt like this was a long time coming. We kept trying. I had work things, illnesses, vacations. It was crazy, but we finally made it happen. And, you know, we really enjoyed having you on. A lot of good information for us. For yeah, this a great. Time. Um, uh, we hope Justin you had a good time too, too, man.
1: Thank you guys so much for having me. And hopefully this is, you know, first, uh, you know, many me coming on the podcast, you know, love chat with you guys and yeah, uh, thanks again.
0: Yeah, man. Absolutely. We'd love to have you back on. Um, and before we wrap up, Dylan plug the, uh, plug the socials like you always do, my friend.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you again for uh, joining with us. Uh, you can uh, follow Mr. Lefko on Twitter. It is at Josh Lefko for again, the, uh, platform is fantasy pros. We always enjoy listening to not only the hot takes that he has to give them, but a little bit of the fantasy nuggets that we like to write down in our little uh, calendars or also our little notepads. But, yes, give us a follow on the Third Degree Podcast. You can find us on Instagram. We are also on Apple, Spotify. It is incredible for you to grow along with us, and we really appreciate you just – really just taking the time to not only listen to us, but really just make us part of your day. We had a few people DM us uh, on our Instagram, just like, hey, where's, uh, where's this episode just coming on? But, you know, uh, we so apparently uh, we are in uh, high popular demand. So the next time we are going to take a little bit of a break, we'll definitely let the, the listeners know a little bit next time. But again, Josh, thank you so much for coming on, man. And, uh yeah, we definitely look forward to having you more. And uh, it seems as though Rob has something to say as well. What's up,
1: Rob?
3: Yeah, I just wanted to plug his actual at. It is at NFL. Guys, give him a follow. His Twitter's a lot of fun.
1: Um, you know, shoot me a follow, and uh, looking forward to great football season, great fantasy season, and yeah, let's uh, let's get after it this season, boys. Awesome. Hell yeah, man,
0: hell yeah. Well, as always, fellas, it's go, birds. Go birds, baby. Who
2: that?